Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. No Joe today. Um, Joe just let us know a short while ago he won't be here. Um, so we're going to try and get through two hours. Uh, it's tough when Joe isn't here because I usually plan on a lot of the time being bouncing off me and him. Uh, but we're going to try and get through this. There is a lot to talk about, so we'll probably bring in Mr. Producer Josh. Um, I know a lot of you listeners, especially a lot of the female listeners are very excited about bringing on producer don't, Josh don't later in the episode. Me. Don't you threaten me. <laughs> no, if, if you go, let me see if I can just pull it up. Uh, if you go to Apple Podcasts for a conservative daily podcast, um, which you again, if you haven't already, make sure that you leave us a good review. Right now we've had 867 ratings. We're rated 4.7 stars. You got to put up my screen, Josh. Um, we're rated... 4.7 out of five stars with 867 ratings. There's Josh oh Cam. I know. I and when it. you scroll down here, great show. Oh boy, I want to hear more of that silky Josh voice. Love producer Josh. Keep him talking. Um, so. <laughs> I'm really I'm like. He's here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm blushing. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the, the well wishes, but. Yeah. yeah, Graham Nab wants to hear your silky voice, and Barb's um, is really excited when she hears well, you. Well, well, that's very nice of them. Yeah. I just, you know, I was born this way. <laughs> yeah, that's all. <laughs> oh my gosh, I never He's actually read those. So you're, you're but, like, yeah, you, yeah, you're really actually <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so I'm, I'm blushing. So <laughs> if you haven't already, go to Apple Podcasts. Mm. And uh, and leave us a good five star review and mention Josh. No, mention how much you love no. Josh. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to you. You pontificate okay. for a minute. All right. <laughs> so we'll bring Josh back on in a little bit. Um, lots to go over um, today with Rand Paul versus Fauci again, again. Rand Paul versus. Anthony Fauci, Dr. Rand Paul versus Anthony Fauci. See what I did there. Um, we're going to play the entirety of it, of the six-minute um, takedown, because it's been leading up to this. Listen, we've covered every one of these, and we've spent over an hour covering each one. So I don't want to play the old videos, because th we've played them ad, nause ad nauseum. But the biggest takeaway is that Anthony Fauci lied to Congress under oath. Uh, multiple times, right? When he claimed that uh, that vaccinated people still needed to wear a mask, Rand Paul literally blasted Fauci and said, this is political theater. You're vaccinated. None of the science suggests that vaccinated people need to wear a mask. Anthony Fauci testified under oath that it's not political theater, that it's real science, later admitting that he didn't want to send mixed messages and he knew all along that vaccinated people didn't need to wear masks. So that right there is perjury perjury, which we, in a little bit, we will cover the criminal uh, penalties for perjury because it's five years in prison. It's five years in prison for, for lying to Congress under 
oh, Fauci said made lots of lies like about masks, right? But the biggest lie he told, the biggest lie, because it has a body count associated with it, was whether or not the National Institutes of Health ever funded gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, okay, let's let's settle down and let me explain what gain-of-function is. If you're a longtime listener of the show, you know what gain-of-function is. If you're not, I'll explain it simply. In, in the simplest terms, gain-of-function research is when scientists deliberately manipulate a virus in order to make that virus more transmissible among the same species, or more specifically, more transmissible so it can jump species. So an example of -of gain-of-function research would be to take bat coronaviruses, coronaviruses that are not known to be transmissible to humans, to experiment them in a lab, experiment on them in a lab, to run tests, to, to force them to evolve, to manipulate them by adding different proteins here and there, to create a virus that can infect humans. So gain-of-function research has been a, a term that's, and that, that's a very 40,000-foot definition. And I, I, I say it loosely because they've changed the definition of gain-of-function research. In 2014, the Obama administration actually put a halt on all NIH funding of gain-of-function research. They said, listen, this is crazy. We can't just be sending money to, to scientists to have them take viruses that can infect humans and pay them to manipulate and evolve the viruses so that they can infect humans. This is insanity. We're going to shut this down. We're not going to do this anymore. Well, a couple of years later, the NIH, under Anthony Fauci's direction, we'll play a clip of him a little bit later, they basically undid that ban. And in doing so, they changed the definition of gain of function. So gain of function had previously been, if, if, if this happens, it's gain of function. The new definition is that it's only considered gain-of-function research and, and the ban only applies if the intent going into the experimentation is to evolve or manipulate a virus so that it will be transmissible in humans. So if you run an experiment on a bat coronavirus and you end up creating a virus that can infect humans, as long as that wasn't in your, your scope of work, as long as that wasn't in your, your, your design of the experimentation, it's not gain-of-function. So you can accidentally create a super virus. You can create a super virus knowing that it was possible or likely to create a super virus. But as long as you don't intend to create a super virus, you're in the clear according to the NIH's new regulations. So that's important because just like other things, other crimes where you have to prove intent, all you need to do to get around this is to simply not write in your diary, dear diary, today I'm creating a super bug that will be able to infect human beings. As long as you don't admit that, you can conduct the research now, according to Anthony Fauci, you can conduct the research and the, and the NIH will not consider it gain of function. So I, I don't want to get too in the weeds with it, but it's important because when you hear Anthony Fauci say we are not conducting gain of function research, not only is that the definition he's using completely loaded, completely loaded, it's also false because as the definition changes, you're looking at whether they funded it based on the definition at the time or whether they fund it now because we all understand that the definition is completely bogus. But that's what gain of function is. Gain of function is when scientists are deliberately manipulating a virus so that it can be more transmissible or jump species to gain the function, right? I mean, that's the whole what the whole name implies. So what Rand Paul did yesterday 
on this committee is he went right into Anthony Fauci's previous statement. Anthony Fauci's previous statement was that the NIH has not, had never has, and does not fund gain of function research. That is provably a lie. We have the receipts. We have quite literally the receipts of NIH funding and grants going to gain of function research. It's, it's provably a lie. Rand Paul offered Fauci the opportunity to recant his previous testimony, explaining that perjury is a crime. And Fauci refused. In fact, Fauci got very angry and very nervous. So we're going to play the six minutes in their entirety. The six minutes of Rand Paul versus Anthony Fauci in their entirety. We won't go back and start playing more clips of it. Just we'll watch it once because it really is um, probably the most, I don't think it's the most epic because the last time Rand Paul was against Fauci, he came with more receipts, but this was definitely one for the record book. So Mr. Bruce, so let's go ahead and play this for everyone. Cut one. Senator Paul. Dr. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. Section 1001 of the U.S. Criminal Code creates a felony and a five-year penalty for lying to Congress. On your last trip to our committee on May 11th, you stated that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And yet, gain-of-function research was done entirely in the Wuhan Institute by Dr. Xi and was funded by the NIH. I'd like to ask unanimous consent to insert into the record the Wuhan virology paper entitled Discovery of a Rich Gene Pool of Bat SARS-Related Coronaviruses. Please deliver a copy of the journal article to Dr. Fauci. In this paper, Dr. Xi credits the NIH and lists the actual number of the grant that she was given by the NIH. In this paper, she took two bat coronavirus genes, spike genes, and combined them with a SARS-related backbone to create new viruses that are not found in nature. These lab-created viruses were then shown to replicate in humans. These experiments combine genetic information from different coronaviruses that infect animals but not humans to create novel artificial viruses able to infect human cells. Viruses that in nature only infect animals were manipulated in the Wuhan lab to gain the function of infecting humans. This research fits the definition of the research that the NIH said was subject to the pause in 2014 to 2017, a pause in funding on gain of function. But the NIH failed to recognize this, defines it away, and it never came under any scrutiny. Dr. Richard E. Bright, a molecular biologist from Rutgers, described this research in Wuhan as, the Wuhan lab used NIH funding to construct novel chimeric SARS-related coronaviruses able to infect human cells and laboratory animals. This is high-risk research that creates new potential pandemic pathogens, potential pandemic pathogens that exist only in the lab, not in nature. This research matches, these are Dr. Ebright's words, this research matches, indeed epitomizes, the definition of gain-of-function research done entirely in Wuhan, for which there was supposed to be a federal pause. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, 
Do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Your microphone. Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. What was, let you me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans, right. you're saying that's not gain of function? Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. Let's okay, you get NIH. one person. Let's read from the NIH definition of gain of function. This is your definition that you guys wrote. It says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility among mammals is gain of function. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals and they increase their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain of function? It is not. It's a dance and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for four million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic. And let's let Dr. Fauci. I have to, on. well, now you're getting into something. If the point that you are making is that the, the, the grant that was funded as a sub-award from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2. That's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. It did I come can, from the lab, but you, all the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab, you, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the lab, including yourself. I totally This committee resent, will allow the witness to respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator, because if you look at the viruses that were used in the experiments that were given in the annual reports that were published in the literature, it is molecularly impossible. No one's saying those it, viruses it is, caused it. It no is molecularly. Those viruses caused the pandemic. What we're alleging is that gain of function research was going on in that lab and NIH funded it. That you is can't not. Get away from it. It meets your definition and you are obfuscating the truth. I'm Senator not Paul, obfuscating the truth. Senator you Paul's are the one. Time is expired, but I will allow the witness to. Let me just finish. I want everyone to understand that if you look at those viruses, and that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists. Those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result they are. No in SARS-CoV-2. the pandemic. We're saying they are gain-of-function viruses because yeah, they were animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you, you admit the truth. And you implying, Senator Paul, your time has expired, and I will allow witnesses right. who come before this committee to respond. And, and you are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual. I totally resent that. Have and if anybody and is lying here, Senator, it is you. Wow. So sparks are flying at the end. So <laughs> Fauci loves to employ logical fallacies whenever he's confronted with this. He, he employs logical fallacies. So there he's employing a strategy often called like a red herring. Rand Paul is talking about he, they're funding gain of function research. Fauci responds, well, I, I never, I never, we never funded the creation of this virus. 
And Paul's like, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you funded the research that would have been able to be used to create this virus. And Fauci again says, well, no, we didn't fund the virus. You're lying. We didn't, it would have been impossible for, for the research you're talking about to have create, to have been creating, uh, the SARS CoV-2. He's creating the red herring. He's changing the argument so that he doesn't have to lie under oath. What Rand Paul was saying was absolutely true. Dr. Anthony Fauci and the NIH funded gain of function research in the Wuhan lab at all steps of the process, no matter how you want to define it. Gain of function research was funded at the Wuhan lab, specifically with this Dr. Xi, the bat lady. Remember, we always used to hear, oh, the bat lady, the bat lady. So Fauci funded the research. No one is claiming that the actual scientific paper that Rand Paul was referring to, that that scientific experiment itself created COVID-19 or, or SARS-CoV-2. No one is making that claim. The claim that is being made is that Fauci funded research that taught the Wuhan Institute of Virology how to manipulate viruses, how to alter viruses, how to conduct gain-of-function research to take a bat virus and to make it transmissible in humans. Something that can happen naturally, but can also happen in a lab setting, which is why even the Biden administration admits now, privately, they're admitting that the lab leak theory is just as substantiated and just as likely as it just evolved in nature theory for COVID-19. So Fauci is trying to pass, the, not pass the buck, he's using the red herrings. He said, well, I, we didn't create COVID-19. Well, no one's saying that you created COVID-19. You funded the out of control researchers who are playing God. Let, let's just call a spade a spade. They are playing God. They are going into bats where humans do not go. They're, sorry, they're going into caves where humans do not go. They are collecting bats that likely would never, ever come into contact with humans had those researchers not been there. And we've played this on the show before. The doctors in the Wuhan Institute of Virology weren't just collecting bats. They were letting the bats climb all over their body, right? So the, beyond the lab leak theory that it leaked from a lab, it's entirely possible that the, that the researchers themselves contracted viruses through their research, whether it be in the lab or it be in the field, interacting with these bats. These are bats that likely would never have come into contact with humans. There's a, there's a, uh, there's a movie. Um, it wasn't a particularly good movie. I watched it when the pandemic was starting. I believe it's called Contagion. Um, let me see just real, real quick. Uh, Contagion movie. I think that was it. Um, I think it had Dustin Hoffman in it. Didn't it, didn't, didn't it have Dustin Hoffman. Matt Damon, uh, Kate see. Winslet, Gwyneth Paltrow, Jude Law, Lawrence no, Fishburne. Yeah, the, the one I was thinking about, Dustin Hoffman, was a different one, but Contagion. So I, I don't want to ruin it for anyone who's watched it. It's not a particularly good movie, but they're, they're trying to hunt down how this coronavirus is just spreading around the world, killing everyone. Um, yeah, the one with Dustin Hoffman was a different movie. People are saying wrong movie. That one was good one. too. I watched it. Yeah, that, that had to do with monkeys. Uh, <laughs> but with Contagion, what they ultimately found at the end was that deforestation knocked over a banana tree that had bats in it and that the falling banana tree had put some kind of, of feces, bat feces or, or something in there um, had fallen into a trough for pigs. The pig had eaten 
the banana that had the bat feces, whatever in it. The pig got the virus. The pig then gets harvested and cooked at a restaurant, fed to someone. And the person likes the meal so much that they want to get a, a, uh, a picture with the chef. And the chef doesn't wipe his, wash his hands after, after handling the dead pig and gives her the virus. And that's how the worldwide pandemic starts. So the reason I bring that up is because you have to have some kind of contact with these bats in order for it to jump species. And they were, they were always saying, oh, it's the wet markets, the wet markets, the wet markets. Well, I believe it was Oxford that studied and found that the wet markets weren't actually selling bats. They weren't selling bat meat in, in the Wuhan wet markets. That's where people go to eat crazy wild animals um, because that's just, I guess, what they do in certain parts of China. So you have to have some kind of interaction with the bats for it to possibly jump species. What the Wuhan Institute of Virology was doing is they were going in, collecting the bats, collecting the samples, and forcing that interaction, taking the samples back to their lab, studying them, and trying to force the samples to mutate and evolve so that they could become transmissible to humans. And as I, I, as I mentioned earlier on other podcast episodes, the point of this is not completely nefarious. If you know that eventually there's going to be a a, a avian flu or a bat coronavirus that jumps species and infects people. If you know that's eventually going to happen, which it's eventually going to happen, right? It's eventually going to happen. Look, look at swine flu. It's eventually going to happen. You're best served. There's an argument to be made that you're best served to study the viruses and study how they evolve so you can get ahead of that pandemic, right? If you can evolve a virus in a lab condition, know how to defeat the evolved virus, then when it evolves in nature, you already know how to defeat it, defeat it, presuming that it evolves in the same matter. The problem is if you don't have good security measures, if you don't have good sanitations, if you don't have good um, protection, you can create a super virus. It can leak out and you just advanced a hundred years and you don't have the antidote that you were hoping to create, right? You don't have the, the, the antibiotics or, or whatever you would use to fight that disease. You don't have it because it leaked out before you could generate it. So for that reason, the Obama administration shut down gain-of-function research in 2014. They said, this is insane. We cannot just be fast-tracking, fast-forwarding through natural virus um, evolution, creating super viruses that can infect humans that the human body has never seen before, can kill a lot of people. It's insane to do it. So they hit the pause. They hit the pause button. Then in 2018, Anthony Fauci decided that he wanted to unpause it. That he wanted to unpause. I want to play this clip, Mr. Producer. I sent it over to you. This is one I sent over on Facebook. This is the clip of Anthony Fauci in, I believe, 2018, 2019, somewhere around there, announcing that they are lifting the gain of function ban and that they're going to allow it to continue again. Let's go ahead and play that clip, Mr. Producer. Anyway, so let me just go on about NIH lifts funding pause on gain-of-function research. So let me explain this a little, because whenever this comes out, there's always the pushing back and forth from the press. So, like, NIH now is going to do dangerous research. No, actually, as a matter of fact, it's exactly the opposite. So a framework has been now established to guide funding decisions on proposed research that might be anticipated to create transfer or use enhanced potential pandemic pathogens. The program, everybody has to have a neat little name to it. This is called P2 
P3CO. So if you hear about P3CO, it's potential pandemic preparedness, care, and oversight. Now, why is this different from everything else we've been doing? It's different because remember the trouble we used to get in when someone would do an experiment, they would submit it to a journal, and just as it's getting ready to go out, everybody would start scrambling around, should we be publishing, should it not? So we decided to go upstream from that and talk about decisions that are made by government funded. Remember, we have no control over things that are not funded by the government. But in government funded activities, to guide the funding decision before you actually do the experiment. I don't think this is going to be foolproof. Things are going to slip through. But I think this is a much better approach than we've had before. Okay, neglected tropical diseases, just to bring you up to date. So it's not going to be foolproof. Things are going to slip through, but it's going to be better than before. And Mr. Producer, I just did send you another video um, through Messenger. If you could check that out and, and queue it up, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, so I, I want to clarify, Anthony Fauci under oath before the United States Congress testified that the NIH has never and does not fund gain of function research. Right there, what you saw was a video of Anthony Fauci announcing that the pause on gain-of-function research funding was being lifted. Right there, admitting that the NIH had previously funded gain-of-function research. If they're not funding it already, there's no reason to have a pause. And if they're not funding, there's no reason to lift a pause. I mean, I, it, it's, it's plainly obvious. He, he's trying to use all of this like scientific jargon to obscure the fact that he lied before Congress. Here's the clip of him saying categorically, he says categorically, we did not fund gain of function research. Let's play that new clip, Mr. Producer. In the US, we have 11 labs doing it and you have allowed it here. We have a committee to do it, but the committee has granted every exemption. You're, you're fooling with mother nature here. You're allowing super viruses to be created with a 15% mortality. It's very dangerous. I think it was a huge mistake to share this with China and it's a huge mistake to allow this to continue in the United States. And we should be very careful to investigate where this virus came from. I fully agree that you should investigate where the virus came from. But again, we have not funded gain of function research on this virus in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, no matter you're how parsing many times words, you're parsing you say words. it, there it was didn't research. Happen. There was research done with Dr. Xi and Dr. Barrick. They have collaborated on gain-of-function research where they enhanced the SARS virus to infect human airway cells, and they did it by merging a new spike protein on it. That is gain-of-function. That was joint research between the Wuhan Institute and Dr. Barrick. You can't deny it. Senator Paul, your time, time has expired. Dr. Fauci, I will let you respond to that. We need to move on. <laughs> Excuse me? You're, I will allow you to respond to that, and then we'll move on. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to say, we, I, I don't know how many times I can say it, Madam Chair. We did not fund gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Thank you. That's just patently false. I, again, how else do you get around it? He said categorically, I don't know how many other ways to say it, we did not fund gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. They did. They did fund 
gain of function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And as I said earlier, we have the receipts. Hit the share button if you haven't already. Hit that share button because the media is trying to claim that Fauci dunked on Rand Paul. That's what they're actually trying to claim, that he dunked on Rand Paul, that Fauci won and, and is just overall winning. Put up image number one, Mr. Producer. Image number one. You've seen this before. This is Anthony Fauci's own email, which, by the way, the NIH is releasing new Fauci emails, and they're all heavily redacted. They're not letting you see anything anymore. This is an email that Anthony Fauci sent on February 1st, 2020, at 12.29 p.m. He sent this to Hugh Auchincloss, however you pronounce that, plus a couple other people at NIH who are um, redacted for privacy reasons. The subject line says, important. And he says, Hugh, it's essential that we speak this AM. Keep your cell phone on. I have a conference call. It'll likely be over at 8.45. Read this paper as well as the email that will follow that I will forward to you. You will have tasks today that must be done. And what is the attachment that Anthony Fauci sent to his NIH colleagues freaking out so nervous at the start of the pandemic? The, the attachment is titled, quote, Barrick, she, et al. Now keep it up. Barrick, she, et al. Nature, medicine, SARS, gain of function. To put this in context, this is an email. This is an email between Fauci and NIH officials trying to figure out whether they have their fingerprints on the COVID-19 virus, that it could have leaked from the lab, that they might have funded it, they might have funded the research that helped create it, and they are in damage control mode in this email. And Anthony Fauci sent the research paper, one of the research papers that Rand Paul has cited to him. So like Rand Paul cites this research paper from Dr. Shi, and Rand Paul says it's gain of function. Anthony Fauci responds, it's not gain of function. You don't know what you're talking about. But when Anthony Fauci shared it to his other colleagues, it was titled gain of function. That's not the actual title of the, the scientific document. That's the title of the PDF document. In order to organize it on Anthony Fauci's computer, it was saved as SARS gain of function. And he's emailing it around to try and figure out whether the NIH funded it or whether that research could have been used to create COVID-19. So he's in front of Congress saying, lying, claiming that the research that Rand Paul is citing has nothing to do with gain of function. When in his private emails, he's referring to it as gain of function. He's lying and saying that the NIH never funded gain of function research when we just played a clip of him celebrating the lifting of the ban so that NIH can start funding gain of function research again. Tacitly admitting, obviously, if you have a if you have a ban, if you have a suspension, you have to have had a point where you did fund gain of function research. I mean, what, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? <laughs> he lied. He lied. You don't need to be a scientist to lie, and he's expecting you. I'm not saying you're stupid, but he's expecting you to be stupid. That's what he wants. Fauci wants nothing bit more than for you to be too stupid to pick through his language. Right? He's the scientist. He's using the big words. He's, he's using the red herrings to try and drive you off, off the scent. And he's hoping that he can stand up there and say, like he said to Rand Paul, Rand Paul is a medical doctor. Yes, he's a senator. He is an eye doctor. And every year, Rand Paul does go to third world countries and he performs eye surgeries on people who need 
surgery. He quite literally has seen more patients in the last year than Anthony Fauci probably has in the last 20, 30 plus years. How long has he been at the NIH? 37 years? Rand Paul has seen more patients in the last year or two, because I don't know if he did those trips last year with the pandemic, but Rand Paul has seen more patients in the last year or two than Anthony Fauci has probably seen in the last 37 years. And, and, and Fauci's sitting there, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, no, uh, excuse me. Excuse me. I, I'm not one to, to, to put my degree up against anyone else. I think it's usually pretty juvenile, but excuse me. Excuse me, Mr. PhD. You're talking to an MD. How about you, how about you show a little respect? But no, not from Fauci. Fauci talks down to him. You have literally no idea what you're talking about. Everything, everything Rand Paul said was correct. Everything he has said is correct. And Fauci thinks he can just lie his way out of it. But here's the thing. Fauci and Mr. Producer, can you prepare to have cut to loop set up so that it'll loop when we play it? Fauci talks a good game, but even the best liars always have a tell. If you play poker, you're, you're trained to identify tells, to identify when someone's bluffing, when someone has really good cards, so that way you know when to, uh, when to fold or when to, when to hit. It's, it's a hard skill to master, right? Usually skilled liars have tells, or sometimes they don't have one. Sometimes they have a fake tell that's designed to throw you off. Anyone who doesn't, doesn't play poker, a tell would be like a, a twitch, or, or you notice every time they adjust their sunglasses, that's when they have a really bad hand, right? You play against someone long enough, you start to identify what their tells are, ways their body language that you can um, that you can interpret to try and understand what their true intentions are. <laughs> Anthony Fauci is no poker player. You don't have to be an expert in body language to know that Anthony Fauci was quite literally crapping his pants while Rand Paul was grilling him. You don't need to be an expert in body language. Here is Fauci's tell. Go ahead, let's play cut number two. And I'll so talk. It's the hand. We're saying they are gain of function viruses because they're they animal viruses that became more transmissible. So Watch the nervous fidget. That became more transmissible. You don't need to be a body language expert to know when someone is being accused of trying to cover up wrongdoing. All of a sudden, they start doing this with their hand. It's I mean, you don't twitch. need it's to be. It's just a twitch. No, he wasn't nervous at all. He he did. He looked 100. percent I I don't think it was real. I I. I, I, I don't think he was. You don't need to scared. be on the World Series of Poker to know that when you're accusing someone of perjury, you're accusing someone of helping create a worldwide pandemic that killed 4 million people. You don't need to be the expert in body language to know that once they start doing this with their hands, that they might be a little nervous. No, uh, uh, you don't know what you're talking about. I didn't kill anyone. We didn't fund gain of function research. Like, who believes someone like that? Who could possibly? Look at this. I know I'm not mocking anyone who has serious twitches or serious ticks. That's not, I'm, I'm trying to show you if someone just starts doing this, like how does no one say like, what are you doing with your hand? Fauci a little nervous, starting to sweat. Fauci was crapping himself. 
was crapping himself. He knew what he, <laughs> Yeah, he, he talks the good game. You don't know what you're talking about. But while he's doing that, he's literally like about to fidget his way off the table. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, I'm he sure lied. He's fine. He was fine. I, I, are you sure? I mean, anybody that puts up like a straw man argument and uses ad hominem attacks uh, with a red herring approach is, is got to be telling the truth, right? I mean, Let's bring heard... on producer Josh. Oh crap! Here we go. Give all give all the all right. uh, the female listeners uh, a, a happy happy end of the hour. <laughs> I hate it when you do that. Um, <laughs> so I mean, he started with an ad hominem attack, right? He was like, "You don't know what you're talking about." Mm-hmm. So the first thing out of him yeah. was already like the first logical fallacy, like one of the big ones, right? Yeah. And then kind of had some of the straw man. Like I I, I agree with your red herring because he was setting up an argument, but. We started going to the other ones. It felt like straw man, right? Because he's just trying to put up these things, like distracting him. And he actually never disputes what he says. And (laughs) and anyone who doesn't know, and anyone who doesn't know, which is fine, a a straw man argument is when you literally build up a straw man just so you can beat it, right? So the the idea is that instead of attacking the argument that Rand Paul is making, he presents it as Rand Paul making a different argument and then dismantles that different argument and claims victory over Rand Paul, even though he never actually addressed Rand Paul's argument. We don't do a lot of mention of logical fallacies. I find but them fascinating. We should, because people yeah. in politics use it constantly. I mean, it is used yeah. all the time. It's like they've got a handbook of what can I use in the fallacies that will actually stick. I, and we've yeah. all seen it. I mean, from everything, colleges to oh, we see, we, the media to this. We see it. We see it in the White House press briefing, right? When they ask Jen Psaki a tough question about how long have you been spying on the American people, she comes back with an appeal to emotion, which is another logical fallacy. How are you okay with people dying? Right? Right. I mean, they're trying to pull on your heartstrings, appeal to emotion, because they can't actually win the argument. I've never taken debate class. Part of me wishes I could. Debate classes when I was in school were were not nerdy, because I was kind of a nerd too, but they just weren't very exciting. Yeah, Um, I I missed that too, I kind of wish I did, but... I missed out too. I mean, I had to go back and start it's looking at it. It's fascinating stuff. It's it is fascinating stuff. And we've had... I was just going to say all the logic fallacies. It's just like it's the playbook of politics. I mean, no one ever actually yeah. gets to the heart of anything. They just sit there and use logical fallacies on each other all day and nothing yeah. ever gets done. Yeah. yeah just, and there's, there's other logical fallacies too, like um, uh, reducto ad Hitlerum. <laughs> Take that, it back that's, to the, Hitler. that's the idea <laughs> that you, you lose an argument when you feel the need to bring Hitler up. Yeah. Not saying that Hitler isn't useful in some conversations. Sure. But but reducto at Hitlerum is you're having an argument about a specific topic, and all of a sudden you feel that the only way you can win is to accuse the other person of being just like Hitler. Like Hitler. Uh, <laughs> so you, and you it lost happens. The We've seen it in the last oh, 10 years especially, right? At least. Yeah. I'm going to pull up the logical fallacies. Let's see how I, many I, I'm can, pulling them up, too. And I, was, I haven't seen a lot of circular arguments yet, only in a, like a, a sacky... Um, like one of her press conferences. Saki is Circle Back Girl. She's yeah, the she's king. A, she's yeah. the queen. That's hers. Uh, slippery slope. You know. Yeah, slippery slope. That no, we get that. They do yeah. the slippery slope argument about the misinformation that if we don't stop this, more people are gonna die. You can go ahead and put up my screen if you have it mm-hmm. ready while you're up too. Um yeah, somewhere in there. It's gonna, it's gonna be hard to read the small print. Hold on, I'm but, almost um, there. I gotta put myself back in. See, this is why people don't see, need to see my cool. face, right? So these are logical Ooh, fallacies. Nice. So we talked about the straw man. We we talked about the slippery slope. What's the special pleading? I can't. I, I don't I gotta know. Find a, I got to read that quality. One. Right. 
I think I'll Maybe find a higher the... quality one. Uh, let's see, see here. We're trying to figure it out. One. Yeah, no, I mean, they're they're no, re no, it's no, really no, interesting. No. It's really interesting. Uh, so special pleading is moving the goalposts and making oh. up exceptions when a claim is shown to be false. It's just Ooh, like it's just like playbook. what what Fauci does. Yeah, it's textbook wow. Fauci. You need to wear masks if you are vaccinated. Well, it turns out that you don't. Well, uh, uh, I I only did it because I didn't want to send mixed messages, <laughs> right? right? It's yeah. literally I, I special pleading. I didn't mean to lie, but we had to pro prove that the government wasn't involved with us. But the only way we control yeah. it is if the government actually puts its money into it. That was his words. Remember that one? The government yeah. has to be in control, either way. So the yeah, next it, one, the gambler's yeah. fallacy. That's oh. believing that something occurs statistically in uh, – that runs will occur to statistically independent phenomena, such as like a roulette wheel spin. So that's oh. the idea that – Donald Trump killed everyone, but Joe Biden is not responsible for anything. So they're basically oh. assigning, assigning a cause-effect relationship to something that truly yeah. is independent. Um, you have black that's or white. List. That's where. I can't. Yeah, read where it. two alternate alternative states are presented as only possibilities. That's just like what Jen Psaki says. We either we're either gonna uh, censor misinformation or everyone's gonna die. Yes. That's a black or white fallacy. The idea that there's no in between. There we go. Let's see. I like these. Let's keep going. Post hot False or go cause. propter. What? Oh, where are you at? Which one are you on? Uh, I'm, I'm going up. I'm going okay. black or white up to false All right. cause. Keep going. Keep uh, going. Presuming that a real or perceived relationship between things means that one is the cause of the other. Mm. I mean, quite literally, 12 people, they say the disinformation dozen are killing everyone. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> a dirty dozen. Ooh. Ad hominem. You take ad hominem. Yeah, uh, I've already had that one. Ad hominem is where Wait. you just attack the person versus the actual argument that they're yeah. doing, right? I mean, you just, uh, yeah. um, uh, what was he saying? Paul, Rand Paul, you are wrong, right? He's making the yeah. argument there that he has no idea what he's talking about, but yet Rand Paul is just making an accusation that he made a statement and then he lied about it. Yeah, Even, pretty much. Yeah, ad hominem. There, <laughs> you know, you attack the person. It's one of the cheapest forms, I think, of debate, right? Because if you attack the person, I think, it, yeah. It's used in politics all the time, but it, I mean, if you're just, you know, don't use these in a relationship. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> hominem goes bad for you. Trust me. Where you at? Well, it, it'd be funny if we weren't literally talking about them trying to like erode our constitutional Dushing, rights over using it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just like, oh, you're bad at argumenting or arguing. Yeah. They're saying that, oh, you don't deserve to exist online. You don't deserve to be a person. Right. You I can't found even better, send those text um, messages. That one really is like, I mean, that is such a far reach. I don't know why people aren't angrier. Here we go. It's a little bit better, easier to read. There we go. He's got old man eyes. Remember that. I know, I know, I know. Actually, I didn't know that, but now I do. But, yeah, um, so we do. got bandwagon. Appealing to the popularity or the fact that many people do something as an attempted form of validation. I mean, that's High just school. like, well, everyone's wearing masks. Yeah, everyone's right. wearing masks. You have to right. do it. Um, the, oh, we skipped loaded question. Asking a question. Oh. Um, that has an assumption built into it. Those are um, always useful. They do that all the time. Absolutely. They do that all the time. I mean, they start off with those, right? Yeah. I mean, look at a Saki uh, press conference and tell me that's not <laughs> what she starts with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same, same deal with begging the question, a circular argument in which the conclusion is included in the premise. This is basic, this basic is stuff. Great. Um, what, uh, they appeal to authority. authority they yeah. do that all the time. Fauci right. just literally did that. You don't know what you're talking about. Don't I'm question the medical science. doctor. Don't yes. question when science. You question, 
when you question science, you're yes. questioning me. Boom. That's a Fauci quote. Yeah. That's a Fauci That's quote. That's 100% 100% Fauci yeah. quote. <laughs> I had to say that for Joe. <laughs> 100%. 100%. We don't hear a lot of these. Appeal to uh, appeal nature? nature. Maybe we do. Maybe Making on like, the, the green side, like the Green natural. New Deal. Yeah. It is therefore valid, justified, inevitable, and good. good. That's more of a, a like a green kind of thing. Um, composition and division. Assuming that that what's true about one part of something has to be applied to all oh. or other parts of it. Um, yeah, it's 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 I'm trying to think. Of it's right there. Let's one. let's read the ex yeah. the example. Daniel was a pro, uh, was precocious. A precocious. Child. I can't read that. It's too. And had a liking for logic. And had a liking for logic. He reasoned that atoms were invisible and that he was made of atoms and therefore invisible too. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> despite his thinky skills, he lost the game of hide and go seek. <laughs> we all get this at about two or three years old, right? Yeah. <laughs> Max probably has it now with his kiddos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm behind this blanket, so I cannot, you know, I'm made yeah. of a blanket. Anecdotal, I can't be seen. They do the anecdotal stuff all the time, especially yeah. when it comes to like, uh, like police violence against African-American wow. victims, yeah, right? Exactly. They, they deliberately do not use the, the actual data because the data would show you that it is very rare for a police officer to kill an unarmed black man. Um, <laughs> they use this anecdotal logical fallacy because uh, they, they can't use data. So they say, oh, look at this one example. This must be how everything is. <laughs> People are this. saying we're losing us, so so we're probably going to stop doing this. All right, um, sorry. Just, I mean, it's just how politics works. But is, this is how argumentation works, and and they yeah. do this. They All they the they can't win on the actual arguments. They can't win on the actual debate. So they employ these strategies because these pull on your emotions. They pull on your heartstrings. Yeah. They get they get you thinking that they're winning. They influence um, the, your decisions. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole point of these is to influence you, right? That's all debate is. You're here to yeah. influence another person through what you're saying, and you can take all these attacks and or uh, yeah. fallacies. I mean, and it's, what's crazy is like the entirety of our political system is based yeah. on fallacies <laughs> yeah. and how people Missy, Missy Moore says she's just getting in here. What are we reading? We're reading logical fallacies. Fa these are basically the sins committed during debate when you're arguing with someone that you're not supposed to do. And when you use these fallacies... You basically, anyone who's ever taken debate or, or likes debate, when you use these fallacies, it shows you that your argument isn't strong enough to win on its own merits, right? Mm -hmm. So we're going through some of these, like appeal to emotion. That's a All logical fallacy. All the time. You see that in gun control arguments mm -hmm. where they where they say, um, if life. we can save just one child. Yeah. Well, no, this is a much more complicated discussion than saving one child. Um, we all want to save a child. We all want to save all children. Right. But you don't get to just say we're going to get rid of your constitutional rights by saying we have to save one child. It doesn't really work that way. Um, oh, two quoque. I don't even know how Wait, to pronounce which one. Two quoque. Two quoque. Two quoque. Is it French? A avoiding having to engage with criticism by turning it back on the accuser, answering criticism Ooh. with criticism. That's like when when did he Saki, do that today? No, he, I don't think he did that yesterday. I, I don't Saki think, did it. Yeah. When yeah, she when? turns it back on Fox News and oh. says that you are are doing misinformation, right? So that she yeah. does that often when it comes to responding to uh, conservatives. The burden of proof, saying that the burden of proof lies not with the person making the claim, mm -hmm. but with someone else who disapproves. They do this constantly, mm -hmm. um, like the, saying, "Oh, the vaccine doesn't work." So yes, it works. 
okay, well, it will show us the data, right? right. I mean, it, it's it's like that kind of thing. They're saying, so oh, what's no, the opposite you of have to prove. Well, what if hydroxychloroquine doesn't work? And we're going to tell you not to use it. Yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. same argument, but yeah. in the reverse, right? The other side of that coin, yeah. right? Yeah. Interesting. We're, we're almost done with these. We won't spend too much time Sorry, on Sorry, guys. The we're nerding out on this, and you're just writing yeah, along. Yeah, we're nerding out. You're writing along. Uh, go back to my, go back to my screen. Right, I going, like this home. one. What? It's a no true Scotsman. No I wish I couldn't Scotsman. see that one. Yeah, uh, making making what, you go. Ahead, you want to read? All right, it? making what be making what could be called an appeal to purity as a way to dismiss relevant criticisms or flaws of an argument. And I can't read the rest because so, way too old. No true doctor would prescribe hydroxychloroquine mm -hmm. because any doctor would clearly understand that it will kill you. Right. I mean, that's the no 100%. true Scotsman. We hear it. We hear it 100%. We hear it with gun control arguments all the time. Oh, no yeah. true gun owner would 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 want XYZ. Well, no, you, you don't get to speak for, for all gun owners. Right. You don't get, you get to speak for all um, doctors. Um, yeah, yeah. So they, they use the no true Scotsman one all right. the time. The Texas sharpshooter cherry picking that data one. clusters to suit an argument or finding a pattern to fit a presumption. They do this I've all the time. This one. I've not heard of this one. Well, yeah, and they're I'm basically it's cherry picking. Yeah, it's cherry yeah, picking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just it's just a nice little way word. The fallacy, fallacy, presuming that because Ooh. a claim has been made, been poorly argued, or a fallacy has been made, it, that's necessarily wrong. So this is like for us, just because they commit every single fallacy in the book doesn't mean they're technically wrong. Which yes, I guess that's true. Personal <laughs> incredulity, saying that because one finds something difficult to understand, that it's therefore not true. That's mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. what Fauci is saying to Rand Paul. You don't know what They're you're talking, talking about. about. You don't so understand what, this. Your argument's yeah. not true. Uh, you can't even know what you're saying. So you're wrong. Yeah. yeah. Ambiguity. This is one Fauci used just yesterday, oh, using yeah. double meanings or ambiguities to language to mislead or represent the tr misrepresent the truth. They do that constantly. Fauci did that constantly by trying to move the goalposts um, with what, what definition right. of gain-of-function exactly. research should be used in any given moment. Exactly. Genetic, judging something good or bad on the basis of where it comes from or whom it comes from, comes from that ooh, they do against conservatives. Ooh, all the time. They right? do that against Major. conservatives all I can't see the, the rest. time. And, he, and here is an example of that. Oh. Kevin McCarthy just yanked all the GOP picks from the January 6th committee because mm -hmm. um, Pelosi didn't allow the five. Pelosi wouldn't allow, what was it, banks? And, uh, and, uh, sorry, man, I just had oh, it in front of me too. <laughs> Ohio. Yeah. Ohio, Jim Jordan, Jordan, Jim Jordan. They won't allow Jim Jordan yeah. or banks on the committee. So typically you're allowed to put whatever Republicans you want on a joint committee. Yeah. Uh, she said, no, you have to have rhinos on it. So he just pulled them all. So they're not going to participate in that. Wow. Um, so that is, that is another one. And then the last one is middle ground saying that a compromise or middle point between two extremes is the truth. Yeah, gun control. Gun control, 100% exactly. all the way. Just meet me halfway on the yeah. safety stuff. And the next time, meet me halfway. And then Max always points it yeah. out. Oh, you're already like, what? Yeah, uh, yeah you do it four times, you're like 96% of the way there. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to say 90, mm -hmm. but I couldn't remember. And yeah, it, they do it all the time. It's really interesting yeah. stuff. So that's your So I'm sorry for boring you. We just kind of went on it. a little tangent. About? Because, well, it, it shows you, it shows you how they go ahead and do this how, mm -hmm. how they try and deflect out they're not idiots they know what they're doing the reason that these are fallacies is because they tend to work calls to emotion appeals to emotion tend to work saying i'm an expert you're not no, and appear right. an appeal to legitimacy right an appeal to expertise tends to work 
Um, so they're not idiots. They do this on purpose. And it's up to all of us to know what they're doing and to call them out for it and to call them out for it. So uh, I don't know if we have enough to go into a second hour on this. I don't I don't know if we do. You don't want more. Uh, anyone just <laughs> anyone just coming in. Um, Joe isn't on today. Um, we learned that, that a little Joe bit late stuff? in the game. Yeah, he's got Joe, Joe things to do. Joe That's, it was just fine. But we, we learned it a little late in the game. So, um, okay. yeah, which is, which is fine. But I don't, I don't. We had Josh. We had Josh. But the key takeaway is that Anthony Fauci, Anthony Fauci is a complete liar. Complete liar. And perjured. I he mean, lied. Can we, can we make that statement? Perjuring. He perjured himself. False statement. Yes. Yes. We, he perjured himself in front of Congress. And uh, let's play it again. Cut number two. This is how you knew he was lying oh, we're just about it. Over top of us, yeah. He has the he has the tell. Look at that. Twerk. Watch his hands. Oh, yeah, he's. You know what I'm also seeing here, Max? Flight, fight or flight, right? Because yeah, all that 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 kicks in with every human, especially during an argument, especially one like this, right? And when that kicks in, it's usually a sign that you've you you've kind of beaten up your opponent, right? Yeah. Because if you're cool and collected, you have a tendency to keep your hands in front of you. You're doing your own natural movements, the stuff that you're comfortable with when you yeah. talk. But when you start losing yeah. the control over those, I mean, you've got a bunch of adrenaline running. Yeah. You know, everything's just probably amped in them, too. So All he right, didn't well, like well, people it. Are right? saying, people are saying we should go a little bit into the second hour. So we'll go and All we'll right, take calls. 888 441 1121 is our number if you want to call in. Let us know what you think about Fauci, Pelosi, any of this, the stuff that we've been talking about. And we'll come back on the other side of the hour, keep talking about it and take your calls. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call to action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top. 